Welcome to another episode of the Entire Task Podcast. I'm the COO, Amin Rahmani. This is the show where our CEO, Marnie Melrose, and I interview successful business owners and coaches who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you achieve your goals faster than ever before. Today on this episode, Marnie interviews Art Bierschbach, who is a retired Air Force pilot and John Maxwell certified business coach. He helps his clients get clarity by being open, by truly listening, and by asking better questions. Art helps his clients gain power by having them communicate a clear and consistent vision and by giving people the latitude to make adjustments. He helps them follow through by understanding people's behaviors using the DISC assessment and by adjusting his approach to suit their personality types. Listen on for his story. All right. So today on Entire Life Series, what we have is Art Bierschbach. And I am, I am so glad to have him on today. Art, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you ended up doing coaching and what sort of a life you've been able to build for yourself, uh, you know, being a business owner? Sure. Um, you know, going way back, I went to the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. And from there, I got in the Air Force for 23 years and flew up on 11. And I was, as a flight instructor, I would fly with young, young flight leads, teach them to be better flight leads. And that's really what I do now. Um, there's a long path to get there. I give you the long story, but I tag along, I fly along with business leaders and I teach them to be better business leaders. So I, and the way I got there is while I was in the air force, I, um, while I was flying, I must've ticked somebody off really bad because I got sentenced to four years at the Pentagon. And, uh, after, after my what felt like 10 years there, uh, I went to the acquisition world and I had the, what's now the F-35 propulsion team mm-hmm. doing the engine development and a great group of people, but I was still learning as a leader and I was swamped every day. Mm-hmm. So I was buried in today's email, today's vendor issues, today's development issues and keeping, you know, telling everybody what I wanted them to do. So I finally decided I didn't want to live like that anymore. And now I don't think anybody else should either. Mm-hmm. I figured out how to develop my team, mm-hmm. figure out how to give them broader guidance, give them, you know, give them the mission and let them go accomplish it, get out of their way. And I could work on the bigger things, you know, the mission, vision, strategy, goals, what was it we're trying to do? And I could work on the big issues in a program spending a million dollars a day, it was reduced lead time. Yeah. Anything I could do to take a day out of the program was big. And once I figured, yeah, well, once I figured that out, life got a lot better because I didn't have to be overseeing every single thing in the office. The team ran it. Yeah. And I've been very successful when I've gotten business owners to understand that and to go down that path and develop their team and then get out of their way and it's you have much happier businesses the teams are happier because they know they're doing important work yeah absolutely and and this is good for uh our 
you know, followers who are also like startup founders, oh, you know, who maybe they don't know this stuff yet. Right. No. And yeah. they, they need to understand how to structure themselves. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a first time startup founder myself. So yeah. this stuff interests me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, startups have actually a particular issue because a startup, an entrepreneur will collect people around them huh? that are true believers. Yeah. I mean, that first round they bring in, they'll do whatever it takes to be successful. Pretty and much. they jump right in. Yeah. And then they grow to a point where they need to get that next round of employees. And now they're out getting people that just want a regular job. Yeah. And the entrepreneurial team in it as much, right? Exactly. Exactly. And the entrepreneurial team kind of expects them to be the same way to jump in and do whatever. So they don't have job descriptions. They don't understand roles and responsibilities. They don't have, mission, vision, strategy, goals. They assume everybody knows the why because they've lived it. Right. And now all of a sudden they have to go from this startup entrepreneurial, everybody jumps in and does it to, on the other hand, we got to grow up and be a real business. We have to have business processes. We have to document some things, but we have to do it without becoming overly bureaucratic. Yeah. So that's the fine that's, line they have to walk. Yeah, that's a challenge too, because you know, that's that's the thing is that small companies mm-hmm. can move so quickly and so nimbly, right? And yeah. oh, as yeah. you get older and bigger, mm-hmm. it's like you got this, the timeline is just like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. yeah. You know, and sometimes the business can't get out of its own way. Yeah. And yeah. so- you, you really need to walk that line. And that's where I think I bring true value to the table is understanding, you know, what actually has to be documented. Yeah. And, and I see too many businesses. Every time there's a mistake, they want to write a procedure for it. No. As a good leader, identify the issue, correct it, and move on. You don't have to document every little mistake. Wise words, wise words. <laughs> so now Not that I learned that the hard way or anything, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we can learn from your, from your uh, efforts in the past. Please do. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's unfortunately one of the types of lessons that sticks with you best is the yeah. ones you learn the hard way. Yeah. When yeah. you kind of stumble through it yourself sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's a neat thing about having mentors is that you can really benefit from other people's mm-hmm. experience rather than yeah. rather than having to go through it yourself mm-hmm. if you're willing to listen to their experience, right? Yes. Absolutely. So that's what well, we hope we hope to share here. <laughs> yeah. And well, and the other thing is, you know, most business owners at startups, mm-hmm. once they get going, they really don't have they don't have a board of directors yet. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of peers they can bounce things off of. So they need to go and find people like us that have been there, that have been through it. And we're willing to say some of the hard truths. Now, I'll try and say them politely, but there's some things you still got to hear. And I'm going to say them. You know, well, that's the thing is that, uh, you know, uh, I, I myself coach, you know, really high net worth individuals. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they tell me that they work with me is that I'm not a yes person. Right. Absolutely. 
And so sometimes you have to get good at those hard conversations Mm -hmm. that kind of don't really want to have, but it's a requirement of doing your job. (laughs) You just got to. And, you know, sometimes it's actually kinder if you can give them the truth and do it up front and sooner. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just not kind to let somebody struggle. And now some, you know, sometimes I do let people struggle when there's a lesson that's be better they come up with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, I don't want to give them my solution because it's my solution. Right. If I can question them into figuring it out on their own, it's yeah. their solution. They own it. They're going to do it. Well, it is funny. And, and, and there's certain personality types that mm-hmm. it's kind of like you have to do it so that it was their own idea, right? And you have to realize who is that? Who who am I dealing with here as a coachee, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I think entrepreneurs tend to be that type where it's got to be their solution. So they have to figure it out and they have to own it. Yep. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I love to ask this question next, and it kind of yes. walks into perfectly what I'm going to ask you. How do you either A, find clarity for yourself, or B, help your clients to find clarity? I think it's always easier for the client. <laughs> it's, it's harder to figure out, you know, the guidance for myself. But, you know, and that's why I say the toughest person to ever lead is the one you look at in the mirror every morning. Yeah. That's, that's the tough one. And so to get clarity, I think what we have to do is we have to be open and we have to truly listen. Mm-hmm. And then we have to ask good questions and draw people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a matter of, one of the things I pride myself in is the ability to look at a situation and think on my feet mm-hmm. and then start asking better questions. And I love that. It, better questions just, are key. They're so yeah, key. It, yeah. In fact, um, are you familiar with John Maxwell, the author? Or maybe uh, some of your team's not. Um, no. Some of your viewers. No. Okay. Um, he is recognized today as the authority on leadership. He's written nearly 100 books on leadership and one of them he wrote, and by the way, to tell you the full story, he does have a team of coaches. He certifies, uh-huh. and I'm one of them. So I am a Maxwell coach. And uh, one of the books he wrote that I just love is Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. Yeah. And he just walks through some of the questions. And I, I really kind of base a lot of my questions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, there's a whole chapter on questions I need to be asking myself as a leader. Mm-hmm. So that growth journey where you're trying to figure out what do I need to be doing and what do I need to be learning next? And that's why, you know, one reason I say anybody can become a leader if they want to, because you can study it and you can learn and grow and it's never a destination because you never arrive as a leader. You're all, there's always something more to learn. Absolutely. I think, I think in anything, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can go down the rabbit hole really far if you really want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why I, I really stress that leaders have to be humble. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you think less of yourself. It means you think about yourself less. Yes. And one reason, one thing I really talk about when I talk about humility 
is you have to have a learning attitude. You're always open and willing to learn mm -hmm. because everybody I meet, no matter where I go, they know something I don't know. Yeah. And if I'm arrogant, they're not going to share it with me. So I have to be open and listen and learn. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that with clarity is that being open to learning new things, all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, so that's the way that works. Yeah. Right. And it just, it helps you to get clarity when you're open to learning. Right. Absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're always advancing down that path and you're always trying to understand, you know, my daily mission is to add value to somebody mm -hmm. every day. So I'm always, if, if I'm not looking for those opportunities and listening to people, and sometimes that, that's all you need to do to add value is listen, because so many people don't feel that, like they're listening to. Yeah. One of the biggest complaints is my boss doesn't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that all the time. Yeah. So being open and receiving that information, digesting it, and maybe adding to it if that's appropriate is a way to really make people feel valued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that kind of comes on to my next question is power, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, we all know that uh, there are those days when mm -hmm. you, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Like yeah. you just said, you're, you're not being listened to or things are going wrong. The team that you're leading is going down a garden path. You never really wanted them to go down. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all of those things that uh, can kind of make you go, mm, why am I doing this? So once you have clarity how do you get power or how, or another way of saying it is like willpower to carry on yes. with that vision that you had? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Well, and the first part you said right there, you have to have a clear vision mm -hmm. and communicate it clearly and consistently. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get a kick out of seeing a big company that does a new vision statement. They'll spend <laughs> months, they'll spend hours, the leadership team will spend hours and hours in a board meeting and, you know, in an offsite and they'll come up with just what they think is the right vision. And then they don't understand why all the workers don't get it in five minutes. You spent months on this guys. Come on. So <laughs> you have to communicate it clearly and consistently and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, so that's the first part. And, and, and you were saying that, especially like going in that transition from the startup to the bigger company, yes. you, you really need to, to mm -hmm. be very specific about that vision so that you can get people engaged, emotionally engaged with yes. the idea of the company. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And then there's, there's, there's some instances where you do have to give direction. Yeah, but very, very rarely. I mean, it's, everybody looks at the military and goes, "Well, you got it easy. You can just order somebody to do something." It's not the way the world works. Okay, <laughs> the only time I have ever given a direct order mm -hmm. is in training, like basic training when mm -hmm. I'm teaching, yeah. or in flight. You know, when we're in flight and I want everybody to turn left now, we all turn left now. So right. that's what we do. That okay. Otherwise, 
I, I want to give people the mission because I know as soon as I walk away, something's going to change. Yeah. So if they understand what we're trying to accomplish. The direction they, we're going in. Yeah. They have yeah, the latitude kind of like, to make adjustments. If you, if you, if you think about it, uh, uh, what, what, what was it? I, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but, but it's that thing of like, a, like flight in a flight, right? In your mm-hmm. flight path. And you yeah. like a couple degrees off and you're like on the other side of the earth, right? Yeah. But if we all know the destination of where we're trying to get to, mm-hmm. then, you know, we can course correct along yeah. the way uh, and, mm-hmm. and individually, separately to get to where we want to go, Right. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. things are going to change. You know, yeah. it's something's going to be different. Yeah. So we give people that latitude to accomplish the mission we're all trying to accomplish mm-hmm. because they understand what it is. Yeah. One of the things I look for when I walk into a business is if somebody finished the task and they wait to be told what to do next, mm. that business is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking for workers that they know what we're trying to accomplish. They finish something and then they go find something else that helps accomplish that mission. Yeah. Initiative, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've got their own, their own self-guided initiative. <laughs> well, yeah. Because, you know, nobody gets out of bed and says, I'm going to go to work and screw things up today think so no no they they want to do a good job unless we beat it out of them exactly unless we've got a disgruntled employee right yeah and usually they're disgruntled because somebody made them that way yeah yeah, it might have been in a prior job yes so you know it might not be your fault but it's up to you to fix it yeah, it's it's um you know it's kind of like children right like we all we all start out pure and accepting and, and, uh, mm-hmm. naive and, and hopeful. And then, you know, the world kind of like beats the hell out of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we, we learn to be a little bit more cautious about things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, what about like follow through? And how do you help people, you know, now they've got the clarity, they've got the power mm-hmm. and how do you help people follow through on what they said they were going to do? That is that for me, was the toughest one going from the military to the civilian world. Sure. When I was in my, the first flight I was in, um, you know, when I give briefings, I have a picture and we were, it was kind of a social dinner. So we're all in a really old fashioned blazers and stuff. And the people in my first flight, one was a space shuttle pilot. Mm-hmm. Another one retired as a two-star, and he is uh, Governor Polis's lead guy for bringing aerospace into the state of Colorado. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so a very accomplished group. If one of those people in that picture told me they were going to do something, I checked it off, considered it done, never followed up. You knew. And Yeah. And then when I retired from the Air Force, I went to Raytheon as a program manager. And it was like I got kicked in the head because people would tell me they're going to do things. I'd check it off. And wow, it wasn't done. So I struggled with that one. It was tough. Yeah. And a little bit of this is um, personality driven. I'm, I'm a real 
adherent to the uh, DISC personality profile assessment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And because they're quick, you can do them. You can talk to somebody and get a really good feel for what they are pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And then you can respond appropriately for them. Mm -hmm. So there are some people that you're most effective if you point out, you said you're going to do this. And if it doesn't get done, it's going to really hurt our relationship. Yeah. Because they're really relationship focused. There's others that if you just give them the, the specific tasks you want done, well, these are checklist people. They're going to write down each item and check it off when it's done. I'm one and, of those. <laughs> yeah. And you feel good when you put a check mark in, don't you? Oh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> so with somebody like that, I'm going to notice it and I'm going to say, yeah, I see you got that one checked off. Thank you. So it's that Use kind of language, feedback. right? Yes, exactly. And you're not going to change who you are. You're going to be a checklist person no matter what happens. But you can lean in that direction a little bit. So yeah. you can pay a little more attention to the relationship and make them more comfortable. And it, it, it helps you and it helps them. And it's just yeah. a, it's a less stressful place to be working on. Yeah, you, you, you have to you have to always kind of get in the head of who you're working with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to speak their language. And, exactly. and that can be that can be really challenging. I, I think that's mm -hmm. kind of like one of the skills that as a coach, you that's something that's developed. It's not something that well, maybe for some people it comes innately, but yeah, I think it's it's for me. It was really a skill I had to develop in time. Yes. Well, yeah. can I sh quickly share just a couple tips on how to tell who you're working with? Please do. You don't, you know, right away, if somebody's talking real fast, you pace them, you talk a little faster, and you don't give them all the details because they don't want it. Yeah. Where if somebody's speaking a little more slowly and they're very deliberate, you're going to want to give them one point at a time because if you give them three points, they're still digesting the first one and they totally miss the next two. Yeah. The other thing I look for is if I can get them to talk about something, do they say, I think, or I feel if they say, right. I feel they're probably very relationship focused, visual or kinesthetic, right? Yeah. And if they say, I think they are probably very task focused. Yeah. So just with those little cues, I can start figuring out how do I want to treat somebody? You know, I love Myers-Briggs, but I can't, I can't tell if you're an ISTJ in 30 seconds. I can get a feel for a disc profile in 30 seconds or a minute if I can get you talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that Myers-Briggs thing is, is pretty interesting. I'm, I'm like, there are only 0 0.08 of me in the world. Um, yeah. I, I'm an INTJA the architect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know it from my background, right? Um, some of that situational and some of it is changes as we mature. Mm -hmm. yes. you know, when, when I was, you know, for disc, when I first started, I was an off the wall D when I came out of college, uh -huh. but time, I'm, a little more moderated now and I'm a little more adaptable. And I mean, I went one time in my life, I never expected to happen. I went right down to the relationship focus, absolutely 
totally non-aggressive. And that was the first time I met my grandson after he was born. I just never expected to go there, but I did. (laughs) You got to love that. (laughs) So Art, tell us what your free gift is for people, because I know that you've definitely got something of value here, knowing your background. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think we show people we value them Mm -hmm. by the way we treat them. Mm -hmm. So what I have is a a PDF. If you just jump on yourbusinesswingman.com, there'll be a pop-up. You can put your email in and it'll give you a link to go get a PDF on behaviors for success. Awesome. So these are ways, if you treat people, they're going to respond. So it's integrity, respectfulness, forgiveness selflessness, humility, like I mentioned, commitment, kindness. And the one my wife will tell you I struggle with probably the most is patience. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a little blurb on each one. And what I really love about these behaviors is it's not just the way I treat people. I demand my team treats each other that way too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason is because I'm lazy. Yeah. If there's a whole bookshelf in most HR units, I never want to go read yeah. all that stuff on workplace bullying. But if they're treating each other respectfully, we don't get close to that. I don't have right. to go read that book. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll make sure that we post that below here so that okay. everybody can grab that. And I thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And the other thing I really believe strongly is I should show I can add value before I ask for money. Yes. So if anybody just wants to talk for a half hour, an hour about their business or about a situation they're trying to deal with, let's talk. We'll grab a cup of coffee, get on Zoom, or you know, if you're in Denver, Phoenix, somewhere where I tend to be, I'll be happy to sit down with you. And we can talk about things and see if we hit it off. And if somebody needs a coach and they don't hit it off with me, John Maxwell team has over 30,000 coaches. We can find somebody that's a match. I'd be happy to help them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Well, thank you. I I enjoyed talking with you and I'll talk anytime you want to give me a buzz. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Great. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please leave us a review. It really helps others to decide if they're going to listen to. This series has been all about clarity, power, and follow-through. Entire Task can help you get clear with its vision board. It gives you the power to do what's most important with our algorithms and to chunk things down so it's easy to follow through. Check it out at entiretask.com.